Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here, and welcome to episode 135, a conversation with Katie Prejean McGrady. And in fact, we start out our interview uh, with me mispronouncing Katie's uh, middle name there. But the fact is, is that I did this interview, uh, I can't believe it's already been uh, a month, but I did this interview when we were both at the Given Institute's Catholic Women's Leadership Forum. And that was an absolutely phenomenal experience. And Katie was one of the speakers there. She also hosted uh, one of the events that happened in the midst of that week. And one of the things that we talked about was the Given Institute and just how it has had an impact on the lives, especially of young women. And one of the things we talked about, or Katie shared uh, so beautifully, was about how her sister was impacted by the Given Institute. But we also talked about other ways that we can be out there as leaders within our community. And we talked a little bit about how she came to be where she is on the Sirius Network, um, Catholic Channel uh, and Sirius, and also some other really great things that I think you're really going to enjoy today. So I ask you to kind of buck up a little bit and really enjoy this conversation that Katie and I had. She truly is that dynamic Catholic voice of joy in our society right now and is a beautiful reminder of how it is that our Lord does make crooked lines straight not because Katie has done anything that was wrong um, or uh, has diverted from the path of discipleship, but rather how it is that God works in just marvelous ways to bring us to places that we never expected to be. So again, buckle up, enjoy this conversation, and I'll see you on the flip side. Hello, this is Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here, and I am doing all that I can to test and to make sure that everything is operating and up and going before I am doing an interview with Katie Perjean McGrady. And I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm going to go all fanboy and uh, just tell you. Um, she's one of my heroes, even though, um, she's definitely younger than me. I can attest to that. No problem. And, uh, but she's a wife and a mom. And for those of you who don't know, award-winning author, international speaker, podcaster, and daily radio show host on Sirius. 
So she worked in youth ministry, high school education for a number of years. Then she began speaking full time uh, five years ago in 17. Uh, she's been averaging 100,000 miles a year, traveling to speak at events for young people, parishes, parent groups, fundraisers, retreats, religious education conferences, more. She began working with Ave Maria Press in 2019 to help create digital and audio content for Ave Explores, a multimedia project that digs into various Catholic topics relevant to people who want to learn more and live their faith in a real practical way. She hosts the same-named podcast, Ave Explores podcast, a long-form interview-style podcast that is about relevant topics, and it's accumulated more than 150,000 downloads. I can only hope for such a thing. Um, in the spring of 21, she began hosting the Katie McGrady Show, which is a daily radio show program on Catholic Channel on Sirius XM 129. And she talks to just about everything, pop culture, current events, Catholic news, how to live a life of abundant joy. And she just has a great time, uh, you know, engaging and really being dynamic and profoundly inspiring, um, not just with her guests, but especially with herself. She actually makes her home in Lake Charles, Louisiana with her husband, Tommy, and her two daughters, Rose and Claire. So, uh, Katie, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for being here. Hello, this is Christina Simmons, and I am so excited to be here with Katie Prejean. 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 Ah, <laughs> McGrady. So, you know, your your uh, Louisiana roots there. Uh, yes. Yeah. No relation to Sister Helen, though. Uh, to be clear, I used to joke with people that she's my mom. And they would look at you for a second and be like, ah, she's like a social justice nun. Maybe she adopted a kid. She's mm. not. <laughs> no. But a great lady. Oh, no, definitely. And a great name. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I, I'm so glad that you're able to, to join me today. Um, right now, we're at the Given Institute yeah. Catholic Women's Leadership Forum. And I've seen their work for uh, several years and was so glad that I was able to come and be a mentor at mm -hmm. it. But you're here in a whole different capacity. And yeah. so... Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my, it, it all actually begins with my younger sister, Laura, when she was, oh, well, how old was she at that point? I'd have to do math in my head, and I'm not good math on my feet. But she was <laughs> she was working in the Diocese of Lake Charles um, as the secretary for the Office of Religious Education. And it was kind of in that phase of, of life, post-college, pre-grad school, didn't quite know what she wanted to do, and heard about the Given Institute from a friend of ours who was discerning religious life at the time. And she was like, you should come to this thing. It's fully paid for at the time. It's 2016. Mm -hmm. There's 300 women. She applied. She went. And classic Prejean girl fashion. It's just the two of us. And we inform our parents of things. We don't really ask permission. <laughs> she was like, hey, I'm going to CUA for a week now. It's Catholic, right? My mom was like, who are you going to spend time with? And she went. And I remember she called me from there because of some very sad things happened. So our friend who had got her interested in it while she was at Given, her brother died in a tragic car crash. Mm -hmm. And so Jessen had to leave. And so Laura called us to let us know, like, Jessen is leaving. So the person I'm traveling home with isn't here anymore. So, but I asked her, I said, well, besides that really sad thing that has happened, how is it? And she went, it's amazing. So she gets home. She tells us all about it. We still didn't quite fully understand what it was. I don't think anybody did in 2016. Right. But it changed your life because it was that given, like, on the third or fourth day, one of the servidoras, Sister Theotokos, as happens frequently, you just end up in a conversation with somebody at a lunch table or having coffee or in between a session. And Laura mentioned she was interested in canon law. And so Sister Theotoka said, great, where are you studying it? Because that's what nuns do. And she was like, oh, I, you know, I've applied to St. Paul's in Toronto. 
because that was the more affordable option. She could get it done in two years, you know, go to Canada, come home. Mm -hmm. And Sister Theotoka said, no, you should be at the Catholic University of America. And Laura said, no, no, like, that's where the priests go. Like, I'm just going to go to Canada, get it done, and I'll come home. And so Sister Theotokos marched her over to Collie Hall, where the, uh, you know, the canon law offices are, and introduced her to the dean, told her, we need more lay women in canon law. You should study here. And he told her about a full scholarship from the Knights of Columbus. Well, the Knights of Columbus, we had both gotten scholarships for undergrad from the KCs. My grandfather's in the KCs. Laura was like, yeah, it's worth a shot applying for that. She got it. Mm -hmm. Fully funded study of canon law for undergrad or well, for the grad, the JCL, and then her JCD. So she's actually finishing her dissertation when we're recording this. She's oh. writing it right now actively and almost done with it. And it all was because of given. So that all happens 2016. She leaves in 2017. Now here we are 2022. I'm friends with Rachel. After having met at a couple of women's events, watching Given Online, Laura spoke at it last year. And so Rachel said, you should come do the radio show from here. And said, selfishly, yeah, I really want to. I want to see this. You guys are going to pay for my gas to get there. I'm happy to come broadcast the Sirius mm -hmm. XM show. Uh, so that's kind of a long answer mm -hmm. to this amazing thing existed that my sister got to participate in. And then now I get to tell people about it. Uh, well, I'm so glad that you're here. In fact, last night you did the MC. Oh gosh, yeah. For for the <laughs> host party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was such great fun. But what was wonderful about that was getting to see the impact that Given has had on other women mm -hmm. and and has launched them into the world and doing some beautiful work. Um, and uh, so it, it was awesome because you brought such fun to it and uh, especially the little kind of interview sessions beforehand. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Um, but you know, has that always been your style of just naturally kind of, you know, hosting the party? Yeah, well, mm -hmm. so I was always in high school and in, even in middle school, I was a very quiet and shy kid in certain social settings. Uh, I was very introverted. Like, I won't talk to anybody when I leave here and probably for like the first 24 hours that I'm home because it's like there's a lot of energy that's been expended. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it was like late high school, early college that I realized I really liked getting people to tell me things about themselves. And then, you know, you respond and you tell them about something about yourself and you go mm -hmm. back and forth. Um, and so, yeah, the gift of gab is a very Cajun thing where you tell stories and the fish that was this big ends up being this big by the mm -hmm. time you've told the story 10 times. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 given activates a lot of gifts inside of people and the nuns here are very affirming when they look at you and they're like, this is your charism. And I've had some other people in my life that have done that. So I, I think I knew I was good at it starting around like 18, 19. Mm. Um, and then fortunately, it's a career. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of career, I would be negligent in not <laughs> mentioning the fact that you get to spend two hours on Sirius Radio. Yeah. On yeah, Catholic yeah. Channel. <laughs> and um, so that that doesn't seem to be a very common thing, especially for women being on the Catholic yeah, Channel. Yeah. So uh, you're kind of forging new territory there. Or? Well, so Jen Fulweiler, I'll back up. The Catholic mm -hmm. Channel owned by the Archdiocese of New York. Uh, was an initiative of New York wanting to be more in a communications space, right? And I think they kind of looked 16, 17 years ago at where would that work? YouTube, you know, NBC, like mm -hmm. television. Uh, and SiriusXM presented them with this really cool opportunity. Do you guys want a channel? Mm -hmm. uh, so they forged a deal. We exist on channel 129, right between EWTN and Joel Osteen is uh, the Catholic channel. Talk for saints and sinners, as we like to call it. So when they launched the channel, they started building out their programming. Lino Rulli was the first host that they brought out the Catholic Guy show. Of course, the Cardinal always has a time slot. And so Jen Fulweiler, my predecessor in this time slot, owned the space for a number of years, bringing just honest conversation about Catholic life, right? Like, this is what a mom's life is like mm -hmm. in the trenches with little kids. This is what I think about the readings. And so Jen and I were buddies. We, we knew each other. She interviewed me a number of times. 
And then when she left in May of 2020, it was right in the height of COVID. I remember when she announced that she was leaving and for a half a second, you think to yourself, oh, I wonder who's taking the time slot. Like that was mm -hmm. the thought that crossed my mind. Didn't ask anybody about it. I texted her to say, I'm really proud of you for launching into the comedy space. Mm -hmm. Good for you. That was like the end of it. I had a podcast with Ave Maria Press. I was very happy doing what I was doing. And I was pregnant in the middle of COVID. So like I wasn't looking for major life changes. They called me in August of 2020 and asked if I wanted to do a, a like a one hour special on a Tuesday because Tuesdays is just a one hour show because Cardinal Dolan gets his show. I said, sure, that'd be great. So we did that on a Tuesday. And then a week later, we evacuated for a hurricane that kept us out of town for eight and a half weeks uh, and destroyed our hometown. So thank God it happened when it did because <laughs> I was without power for the next few days after that. Did the one off. I was like, that was fun. Didn't think anything of it. Didn't realize it was like a tryout. They asked me to do a week in December of 2020. And so I did it the week after I got my gallbladder removed. So I had like left major surgery and set up radio equipment the next morning while also attempting to continue breastfeeding my newborn. Mm -hmm. And it was in January of 2021, uh, Cardinal called. And it was at that point I realized, I think I've been auditioning this whole time. I'm, I'm gullible enough to not realize that's what's been happening. Asked me what I thought about, you know, joining them mm -hmm. in the mission of, and it, there truly is a mission here, bringing conversation about Catholicism in a comfortable and casual way. Mm -hmm. We do apologetical teaching. We talk mm -hmm. about tough stuff mm -hmm. on the air. We have experts that, that dig into what's going on in the culture. We also do like segments like call us and tell us what you're grateful for today. Right. Attitude of gratitude. We, we do, uh, it's one of my favorite segments. We do show and tell where Rose has an assigned letter for the week at pre-K. People call and tell me what they would bring for the letter W. Mm -hmm. And this, this really cool family of listeners has formed. And that's not what I expected. I was like, I'll hop on for two hours every day. I'll collect my paycheck. I'll talk about what I want to talk about. But no, it, there really is a, as a feminine voice, conversations about what is going on in the world and how am I navigating it with my children or like what is happening in this current culture war moment or in the life of the church? Or like, how do we talk to people about what's going on with this abortion decision? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a, it's a really privileged place to be. I know the great gift. I know that it won't be forever. And I'm really happy that I get to be there now. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you're there because you are being a witness of what is possible mm -hmm. um, for, for so many, especially young women. Yeah. Um, and, and another piece of it is we, we had the opportunity, I was at the table at yeah, lunch yeah. with the group, and, and you made mention um, about the fact of you have a female who is your, um, who, who's your producer. producer. Yeah. And, and, and it was just like that itself is yeah, groundbreaking it was great. too. Jackie was Jen's producer and so mm -hmm. she did the, you know those of us that got the one hour specials and so when they asked me they were like are you good working with jackie and i was like i wouldn't work with anybody else mm -hmm. i mean she is truly she's become i i talk i talk to her as much as i talk to my husband right like i'm hopping on at 12 30 every day i log off at 3 30 we spend three hours in each other's ears mm -hmm. and uh the funny thing is because we both work remotely we've actually only been together in person twice uh for events so like we've been mm -hmm. working at but we of course at one of those events got a lot of time to just hang out go to dinner introduced to some people in the ministry world. She's great. And so, yeah, we are, we are the two full-time female employees of the Catholic channel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm so glad for it because we need lots more. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I, I got into a battle on Twitter once with somebody who said something really stupid and it ticked me off. And he was like, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts with Catholic women. And so I tweeted back and I was like, is it because you don't know they exist? Cause here's a list. And I just gave him a list of a bunch of Catholic female podcasts. I don't listen to every single one of them, but here's a list. And his response back, and this is a priest with a pretty well-known podcast. Um, he was like, no, I just don't feel the need to listen to women voices. And then about an hour after he tweeted it, he deleted the tweet. I have a screenshot of it. I have the receipts. Because uh, I think he realized how stupid it was that he said that. 
And so I then decided this doesn't need to be happening in a public space. I just need to write him and tell mm -hmm. him it's really dumb that you said that. And here's why. And so I told him, I was like, flip it. Like, would it be really stupid of me to say, oh, no, I don't listen. I don't listen to male podcasts because I hear a priest every Sunday at Matt. Like, I don't need to listen to other dudes. I can just mm -hmm. listen to, a, you know, and he was like, oh, I make a good point. I was like, I know I make a good point. So therefore, you should listen to my podcast. And this was before I had the radio show. Um, and I tried to school him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things Given does really well is like give women the opportunity to see. Sometimes, yes, we do have to school mm -hmm. some people. And sometimes, yes, we also have to realize I don't actually need to grasp for his listenership. Mm -hmm. because I've got other people that are in that space with me or other people that are doing really great things. And he doesn't know what he's missing out on. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what I think voices in Catholic media that are specifically feminine, that are specifically feminine leader voices can do is, is it's not that I'm asking to take your space at the table. It's asking for you to build a bigger table. Yep. I'll bring my own chair. I'll bring my own microphone. Mm -hmm. Heck I'll bring series XM, but like you have to actually open the door and let me come sit at the table. And sometimes those tables aren't big enough. And so I'll just go build my own, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm seeing a lot of that, uh, particularly, you know, so there was a, a talk that was given uh, earlier this week uh, by Regina Boyd. Mm -hmm. uh, she did a beautiful job. But that difference between, you know, passive, aggressive, and assertive. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and it really is something of where, you know, just, I think it was just yesterday, it was the 50th anniversary of Title IX yeah. for women in sports. And being an athlete myself, I so benefited from that mm -hmm. as I was going through school. But then, you know, not not to delve into the whole what is going on, you know, now, you know, uh, in sports, but it, it's just the fact of people think that, quote, the battle is done, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about it anymore. And it's no, we continue to need to assert who we are, not aggressively, mm -hmm. but just saying, hey, we need to be at the mm -hmm. table. And that doesn't mean that we have to deny you being able to speak mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. If anything, we become more yeah. because we're all together. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and it's beautiful that there's this complimentary yeah, you know, nature of, of what's going on. Yeah, one of my good friends, Father Patrick Mary Briscoe, he's a Dominican in, in DC. I often joke, I'm like, you're my fake co-host because he's the first priest I call when I want the priestly voice. And it's for two reasons. One, he knows my family. So he knows my sister, he's met my mom. And two, he lives in community. Mm -hmm. So he's not isolated in a parish. He's not in corporate America. He is a Dominican who lives with other Dominicans who is in Washington, D.C. and just like never fails to say, yeah, let's have a conversation about this. And so, yeah, like I can make space. You can make space. Together, we can sit at this, at this giant table that we've built a dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of dialogue, uh, you also are a speaker. Yeah. And from you time go, to time. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and, and it's all types of speaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was absolutely fascinated by, you know, your website describes it as oh, doing gotcha. training to, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, and all to of the world. Because there's a few things I don't want to be doing anymore, but I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that actually leads to my question yeah. of what kind of speaking really brings you the most energy and joy yeah. and, and what, and what is it that really brings you that joy yeah, of doing for, it? For a really long time, I, I, I love talking to young people and I still do. I still like to talk to young people. You know, Stupidville Conference is a really life-giving because there's a team component, right? Like you're not the only speaker there. You just got to get everybody on base. You don't have to hit the home run. Like there's this everybody together in community leading to uh, the community thing is huge. Um, in the past year, really, so COVID put a stop on everything, right? I was traveling 150,000 miles a year. I'd say yes to talking to the wall. Um, if it was a gig that allowed me to go talk about Jesus, I said yes. And COVID put the kibosh. And so I didn't travel for 463 days. Um, and that was hard. Was not really counting. Hard. Huh? Not yeah, counting. not counting, right? Like not <laughs> counting like the number of days that I didn't get to go on a plane. 
So the first event that I actually did back was with OSV. It wasn't even an event. It was a recording of one of the OSV talks. Mm. And it was on, now the question they ask you is, what's the 17 minute talk that you give to change the church? Mm-hmm. And so originally, when they first asked me to do it, and then I got pregnant, so I was like, we gotta wait, and then COVID. So originally it was on Catholic education, because I loved talking to teachers and youth ministers mm-hmm. about how do we transform dialogue spaces with young people. And then of course, COVID, two kids, the talk I wanted to give was on motherhood mm-hmm. and making space for moms in the church to use their voices and their gifts, right? Very given, focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually became really good friends with Rachel when we recorded that talk. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Lord kind of put on my heart what has, has the show has given me space to do this, the speaking events that I've been doing lately. It, it can be to a group of men, it can be to a group of women, it can be to a group of young people. The theme of the talk just needs to be, what are you bringing into the spaces that you find yourself in. So I actually got to do recently, it was, it was a, a bananas event. It was a virtual event and they'd like to bring me in person someday, a corporate event on this. And they're like, we get that you're a Catholic speaker. We get that you are on a Catholic channel, but we think this idea of talking about how you bring your best self into spaces where you find yourself, that's something that you can facilitate in conversation. I was like, cool. I can't tell you who it was, but I got mm-hmm. to do this corporate event with this Fortune 500 company. And I was like, man, like, First of all, that's a whole different market. Mm-hmm. But second of all, there's a hunger in the heart of even corporate and secular America to talk about identity and to talk about giftedness and, and to talk about are we bringing our best selves or are we just showing up with the bare minimum? Um, and so that's really, I know that's not a particular answer of like teachers or no, 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 no. women, but like, mm-hmm. like any crowd, but let's actually like cut the BS of, of, you know, funny stories are great. And like, I'm going to show you pictures of my kid and like, we're going to get to know each other, but like, let's cut to the, I've got 45 minutes. Let's cut to the heart of it and figure out what you're dealing with, and what I'm dealing with and how our vulnerability can make us stronger and how we can move to a place of giving our very best selves. Oh, it, I mean, it ties in beautifully with a lot of what's been happening yeah. at, you know, yeah, yeah. at the forum this week, particularly in focusing. So I'm a certified M-Code coach and mm-hmm. have been now for four years. And so I've known Dr. Josh Miller, yeah. you know, and it's been such a uh, such a gift just in, the, in itself to, you know, for that friendship. But it really is. So um, it, you, can you? Uh, I, can... I actually don't know my M-Code. Oh. So when I when Rachel invited <laughs> me to come. I was like, do I need to do anything ahead of time? Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll send you some mentor stuff. And I, it might be in my email. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I'm really terrible with email these days. So I never took it. And then when I got here, I was like, oh, man. And it wasn't in my email. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I need to take it. I do. Well, I, I, I'll be glad to send you. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Because I, I listened to a little bit of it when mm-hmm. we were prepping the show. I like, was able to hop in there. Mm-hmm. We did Myers-Briggs a ton when I was, oh, sure. you know, like all that stuff. I know my number one strength finder is input. Okay. I'm all about gathering info and connectedness. That's my number two. Yeah, I'm, I'm connected yeah, uh, yeah. as well. Um, and uh, but, but the other part is just I'm always talking to people and, and telling them. So my, my whole podcast and, and all my work is say yes to holiness. Yeah. And it's like you cannot say yes until you know who you are and you're saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to go and I'm going to live this out by being who I am and what I am, where I am. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's that whole, uh, you know, topic, exactly what you're talking about and what you were referencing of there's such a hunger. It's part of why uh, Todd Henry, Mm -hmm. he wrote the motivation code came out in October of 2020 with Dr. Joshua Miller and 
that that's exactly what they did is they've taken it into the corporate world yeah. so that, and they're using it to coach people, to help them step into flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all those buzzwords that we have in the world today. And I, and I always tell people, guys, the church has been doing this and has been teaching us this for 2000 years. Yeah. It's just different words, different words. And, and I would say different motivation of, it's not about a profit mm-hmm. or just like where you sit in the influence of society. It's right. Like, like how what, you get 80 years, you know, you get one wild, wonderful life. What are you doing with it? Mm, uh, beautiful question. Absolutely yeah. beautiful question. So I always uh, try to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and also because I'm very much practical, just as you were talking about, um, which is I, I've got all the degrees and everything like that. But I've told people, you know, all the head knowledge in the world doesn't do you a bit of good if you don't know how to apply it. Mm-hmm. So I try to you know, help uh, people get some practical stuff. So my question would be, What's been one idea or habit or practice for you that's been key for you to be able to live out the life God created you for? Oh, man. So this is something we do in our marriage. Um, we have two hard, fast rules. Uh, the first is we don't do each other's laundry. <laughs> like, I, I don't do his laundry. He doesn't do my laundry. We have a domain of separate laundry <laughs> baskets and separate laundry schedules. Uh, and it, it, it provides uh, just you have to be motivated to take care of your own stuff. Mm-hmm. But we, we also have a, a hard, fast rule in our marriage of whoever is more passionate gets to be the one that calls the shots on that particular issue, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if one of us is a little, I don't know, less, I don't care, you know, like mm-hmm. loosey-goosey about it, and you seem to have a really strong opinion, I will defer to you. And sometimes it works really great, and sometimes it, it causes you to realize, actually, I do have a really strong passion about this, and so we actually need to dialogue and discuss and come to a place mm-hmm. of compromise. But that hard, fast rule, it, it led us both, my husband and I both, to realize we, you actually have to think about what you feel about things, big or small, right? So one of us might be really passionate about moving and one of us might be really passionate about staying, right? Can, can you game out in your head where you belong in, you know, in the world? One of us might be really passionate about getting our kids vaccinated and one of us might not be. But if the one who like feels really strongly can make their case, and I found that that, it, give, it gives me a lot of patience too. Because sometimes you encounter people professionally, personally, within within the spiritual world, a priest, a religious sister, whoever it is, somebody you're working with, perfect stranger, and you realize there might be more passion there about this mm-hmm. than I have. And so I need to pull back a little bit of myself to allow them to sometimes even just like say it and they feel like they're actually heard. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's that practical lesson. We started it in our house and it, it, it has shifted into the professional and the personal world of, oh, wow, that person might actually really feel strongly about this. So I should probably listen to them allows us to at the very least just be more patient with the people that you meet. Yeah. Beautiful. I know that's a weird answer, but that's, no, yeah. No, nothing weird about it. <laughs> um, it how, how our Lord uh, inspires us and helps us be mm-hmm. able to uh, live and then spread that yeah. you know, into the world it is beautiful. So um, how do you think your work has helped you on your journey to becoming a saint? You know, it, it's opened my mind. I've met a lot of really cool people, like interviewing people. When I was a kid, I watched a lot of 2020 mm. with Barbara Walters. It came on on Friday nights. I would sit upstairs. We had a big screen TV in the playroom, and I'd watch it with my mom. Sometimes, obviously, like, the topic might be a little more mature. But a lot of time, like, early 90s, 2020 with Barbara Walters, there were, like, three segments. And there's always, like, a really feel-good story, sometimes, like, a mystery story or, like, something current events, right? And she just had this really cool ability of sitting across from somebody you know, the, the two shots, the still shot on the guest, the still shot on Barbara Walters. And she she always seemed to care mm-hmm. about their answers. And I just always admired that, right? So like this job has allowed me with podcasting with Ave, with podcasting with OSV, with Sirius, 
I get to interview some really interesting people. And sometimes like nobody knows who these people are. They have an amazing story. I, I remember this one podcast with, uh, her name is, um, oh, now I can't re remember her name. And I wish I could remember her name, but she's a military wife. She's got seven kids, she lives in Virginia. And they converted to Catholicism during COVID because they watched mass online. Mm. And she has just a beautiful conversion story of the mass bringing her to Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And I got to interview her for a series that we did on the mass. I mean, this woman has like a thousand followers on Twitter. She has no influence in the big Catholic speaker mm -hmm. world. She has this beautiful, beautiful story. And getting to talk to her, it's like, that changed me. Like hearing how, like I was mad about YouTube mass. <laughs> I like wanted to go to church. And here's this family in Virginia learning about the mass and being able to look things up in real time because they're watching it. And so that like meeting people has allowed me to understand a little bit more of myself or at the very least check myself. And that's, that's really cool in the work. Yeah. I do a lot of monologuing on the show because we got to fill time, but we also get to interview a lot of cool people and that's changed me in a good way. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad for it. So uh, just a little fun question. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to bet that you probably have in mind the particular actress that you want to, would want to play you in, oh. in your life story movie. Um, Anne Hathaway in the first part of Princess Diaries is Mia Thermopolis oh. with the frizzy hair. Uh -huh. Yeah, I love me some Anne Hathaway. And then anybody that was in Oceans 13 with the women or Oceans, mm -hmm. Oceans 8 with the women. Right. Anybody in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I knew that you would have, oh, have yeah. an actress already in mind. I love Mia Thermopolis. She's my girl. Yeah. They have a secret princess. You never know. <laughs> oh, how how very true. Well, I mean, shoot, I can't believe that our time is just about over. And we haven't even talked about all the beautiful work that you're doing in the publishing space. Oh, gosh, And, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that um, you've got books out, but then also the work that you're doing with those publishers in mm -hmm. order to address current needs. And uh, in fact, I was a part of that conversation at, at lunchtime. Yeah, and yeah, uh, so excited about that. But if somebody wants to get in touch with you, yeah. reach out to you, where, where is it that they can find you? What's the best way to do that? Uh, so my website, katieprejeanmcgrady.com is the quickest place and i'm on twitter and instagram at katie p mcgrady so links to the books links to the show uh some downloads of what we've got going on with sirius xm it's, it's all there and um, you can listen to the sirius xm show from two to four eastern time on 129 there we go <laughs> uh so it's been such a pleasure and such a grace for me to be able to sit down with you, you. and uh and and you're you're a hero of mine for the oh, simple fact you. of it's beautiful to see you living out your vocation so fully appreciate and uh, it gives uh, everyone the courage to do the same. Thank so. you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Not at all. And thanks everybody out there for joining me today, along with Katie and in particular way, I know of our continued prayers for you, especially here as we continue through the forum this week, but then also of my prayers that you continue to do whatever it takes so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless. Hello, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here, and I want to let you know about this beautiful opportunity that's coming up in the next several months. It's going to be the Awaken to God's Love for You Personal Vocation and Leadership Mastermind. It's going to be a 40-week experience. It's going to be starting in August, and it's going to go until May. And it's designed in order to help you awaken to the fullness of God's love for you by discovering and then learning to fully live out your personal vocation while also helping others to do the same. So often we feel that we're kind of spinning our wheels or we wonder, is this all there is? And the fact is, is that it's not. 
God desires a life of purpose and peace and abundance for you. And the keys for us being able to step into all of that is for us to understand the fullness of our personal vocation, which I've talked about before, has three layers that call to holiness, our state of life, and also our personal mission. How it is our story is going to help God be able to transform the world in salvation history. We do have an important role to play. And it is inherent upon us to figure out what that is and then to step into it by embracing it and then helping others do the same because we are those models of love and mercy that they're encountering of God's love for them. And then we're able to help them be able to step into becoming their best selves as well. But the key is that we have to do the same in our lives and then we can help others. So one of the biggest things about this immersion experience, I said already that it's 40 weeks what we're going to do is that we're going to have uh, readings as well as videos from some of the best thought, you know, uh, thought leaders in a myriad of different areas, in particular personal vocation, evangelization, discipleship, leadership, strategic planning, communications, time management, assessment, and also community building. And you might be thinking, well, shoot, Christina, I'm not a community leader. I'm not a leader of any organization or even a group at my church. What do I need to learn about leadership for? And the fact is, is that we are leaders wherever we are. We're a leader in our family. We're a leader at our workplace. We're a leader within our neighborhood. We're a leader within our parish, even if, again, if we're not leading a group. What we have to do is that we have to live the fullness of our vocation by becoming who and what we are, where we are. And when we do that, then we do what St. Catherine of Siena talks about, which is by being who we are, we set the world on fire. And we need to know how it is that God is calling us to do that. And that's why the personal vocation piece is so important. So we're going to be focusing upon personal vocation and also leadership as we do readings and videos. As I said before, we're going to do a small group uh, hourly uh, Zoom session every week, but we're going to be alternating. It's not going to be all learning, learning, learning. Rather, it's also going to be co-working sessions. It's going to be an opportunity for you to just come. And if it happens to be that you got to balance your checkbook, then you balance your checkbook during that time. But it's about being present and building community in the midst of our journey together because we are better together. Also, every month, during this time, during this 40 weeks, we're going to have a week where we pause on the learning and we seek to integrate and implement all of what it is that we've been talking about. Also, you're going to have access to me, one-on-one -on -one personal coaching sessions, up to six of them during this 40-week period, and it's going to be an opportunity for you to direct how it is that I can help you. There's several topics and several things that I'm going to suggest, but if you want to be focusing on something different because that's what you're struggling with or you're not quite sure about, then that's what we're going to be focusing on. Also going to have weekly journaling exercises. If you just went, oh no, I hate journaling, it's a paragraph. 
and you don't have to share it or show it to anyone. But if you want to, if you want to get feedback, every three weeks when we're doing that week of implementation and integration, you can turn it into me and I can give you some feedback on what's going on and also to point you in the direction of what's the next best step for you. Finally, it's service experiences. These are all going to be determined by you, but I am going to encourage you to step into a place where you haven't been before. So that way you're going to be able to really assess whether or not you are utilizing and implementing those principles that we're talking about really well. Because when we're in a situation where we've been for a long time, we tend to be a little hazy on what it is or how it is that we're doing, with, especially with new t skills and new techniques. So those are all the different aspects. Now, you might be going, Christina, what does this cost? Um, I love it. I really want to dive deep into my vocation and be able to learn how it is that God's calling me to be my best self, and I really want to help others do it, but I can't afford anything major. Well, I tell people this, and it's, this is the way Say Yes to Holiness community is. It's pay what you want. And that is as simple as if you're able to pay $100 a month, $10 a month, $1 a month, $1,000 a month, that's perfectly fine. What you're keeping in mind is what is this worth to you? What is it that you are saying, yes, these are my resources and this is what is of value to me? Because I can tell you that when we get exactly what we need and we become who we're supposed to be is absolutely phenomenal. So I never want to take away an opportunity for people to grow and continuous conversion as well as continuously moving forward um, in our uh, relationship with one another and also being able to uh, share our stories are these key components of how it is that we're going to be journeying together. And I tell people, pay what you want for that. And know that whatever it is that you're paying, you're also helping others be able to do the same. So again, people will go, Christina, what's this cost? If you want to just pay me the $2,500 up front, great. That's a suggested price uh, for, for this experience of 40 weeks with the personal coaching, with the small group experience, with the journaling, with the content that's going to be shared with you. Um, it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal experience. And if this even touches your heart in even a small way, I invite you, reach out, send me an email, christinasimmons at gmail.com. If you don't know how to spell my name, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-S-E-M-M-E-N-S -E -E at gmail.com. Let me know that you're interested. Just raise your hand. There's no commitment here. And let's get on the phone and let's talk about if this is the best place for you to be during the next 40 weeks. We're going to start again, again, we're going to start in August, and we're going to go through next May of 2023, and it's going to be 40 weeks in which together we are going to discover how it is that God's calling us to be our best selves, and then being able to adapt and learn and practice the skills so that we can help others do the same. Thank you for your consideration, and I look forward to your emails as well as the opportunity to journey with you during the months ahead. God bless. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, 
please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.